Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Galit Speaks podcast. I have an awesome guest tonight. I'm super excited for it. Uh, please welcome Louis Marinucci. Uh, he is a diver with autism, a mermaid, a Twitch streamer, and a YouTuber. Thank you so much for coming on, Louis. Thank you, Galit. It, I'm actually a merman, but that's okay. <laughs> so how how did you get into this and like what made you want to be a part of the underwater world? Well, I fell in love with diving since I was two years old when I first seen it on TV. And I am also a I'm a mark I'm a March baby. I'm a Pisces. I'm a water bug. Mm. As for being a merman, let's just say it was someone who I was friends with for a while. After they became a mermaid, they inspired me to become a merman. That's awesome. And so when were you diagnosed with autism and how does that fit in? Well, I didn't find out until I was age 12 when, when I was diagnosed as an Aspie, Asperger syndrome, having okay. Asperger syndrome. But I've been, but I also have ADHD, which I've had since I was younger. Yeah. And do you feel like the underwater world and diving or mermaiding has helped you deal with your autism in any way? Yes, it has. Yeah, how do you think that it um, helps? Helps to deal with anxiety, which I have a lot of. It helps me get some dopamine into my system. That's great. So with anxiety, do you think that it's just being part of the water, you know, being in the water itself? Or is it some type of breathing exercises that you learned because of diving or mermaiding or, um, you know, any other water sports? Well, it's because I think it's just being in the water. My mind just, all my troubles just go away. That's awesome. And so when did you start actually going into the water? And did you start first with diving or was it mermaiding? Well, I started with diving at the age of 22 in 2006. Wow. But it took me, it took me years. Well, I wouldn't say years. It just took me about four times to get certified. I failed two times under Nowie, once under Patty. I also used to be a lifeguard for my local YMCA. And I also used to help teach swim lessons until I lost my job because of the pandemic. Now as for mermaiding, well, I didn't get, haven't gotten too much tail time in. The last time I got some tail time in with my beloved tail right here, sorry for the background, which is a mer tailor guppy and my beloved 
mermaid linden monofin. As you see here, the last time I got to do it was during my trip to Cozumel with my friends from Dive Heart, which I will tell you about later. Yeah, so um, how long have you been uh, mermaiding then? Well, I didn't get my tail till three years ago on March 12th, the day that COVID-19 was officially declared a pandemic. Wow. And yeah. where were you, uh, where have you been practicing? Where do you live? I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. So do you get uh, to use your tail in Pennsylvania? Rarely, if not hardly. It's because there's hardly no place for me to swim. Though I'm part of the PA mermaid pod, but I have no car, no license. Wow. So when you got into mermaiding, you said it was a friend that really brought you into it, that it was something that they did and that you got inspired yeah. to do. Well, this person and I are no longer close to each other. Kind of had a falling out. It's a long story. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, what was it about their experience with mermaiding that made you want to try it? Well, she actually, ever since she was younger, she always, she told me she, she used to write, make songs about mermaids. She used to, she sees the show H2O and well, ever since she moved to Florida, got her Patty Vance mermaid and started swimming with the Florida Mermaid Springs mermaids, she's got to live that dream. Wow. I do want to live down in Florida myself and swim with that pod. But for now, I'm just focusing on me. Wow. So what is your What do you want to do with uh, mermaiding? Become a professional merman and do some gigs, like maybe Renaissance fairs, maybe. I kind of wanted to do aquarium mermaiding, but unfortunately, some companies, which I'm not going to name because I don't want to talk bad about them because I know some professional mers who do work for these companies yeah, I don't want to talk bad about them because because okay. a lot of these MERS who I know through Instagram have nothing but support for me and my ambitions in becoming a professional merman. That's awesome. So I've actually, I, I, I am familiar with mermaids. I know that you know I'm, uh, I have a nonprofit that I'm a part of with Nicole Zellick and she teaches people how to be mermaids. And I also have, you know, I I have seen mermaids perform at Renaissance fairs and different aquariums. And I think it's so cool. And it's always been, you know, something that I and a lot of people aspire to. So I'm I'm really pleased that first of all that you're going for it. But also that you're, you know, that you're going for it as a male 
because that's something that a lot of men kind of feel like, oh, I can't be a mermaid because I'm a man. As you said, you could be a merman. How do you feel about that? I feel honored. And it wasn't just because of this person. Hi, Nicole. Glad you could join us. It wasn't just because of my so-called former friend who got me into mermaiding. It was also because I seen the, the movie The Little Mermaid when I was five years old and I seen mermen in the movie. And of course, Mako Mermaids because it has mermen in it. Yeah. And do you find like you get any pushback from the community because of who you are? Um, if you mean in a negative way, no, not really. No. So have you, how does it feel in the community? What, what do people tell you? What are some of the things that you, that people say to you? Well, they think it's amazing. And, and some professional mermaids have actually told me there's always a need for more mermen out there. Yeah. I think that so many little girls saw The Little Mermaid and wanted to be a mermaid. But it's funny because a lot of the men that I've met in my life are always like, they they don't feel the same way. So I'm really happy to hear that you're not facing any of that like negative back talk. I do follow other mermen in the community, such as Merman Christian. Okay. Do you follow and most of them on Instagram or social media? Both. Okay, awesome. Now, I also know that you um, are a Twitch streamer and a YouTube. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you talk about? Well, as a YouTuber, I go on different adventures. Mermaid's one of them. So is um, scuba diving. I also make videos about Pokemon Go. I also do interviews. I have an interview coming up tomorrow with with the mermaid seamstress, who's also a YouTuber herself. As for me being a Twitch streamer, I stream different games. That's really cool. And um, the interview, I, I'm so curious about this interview that you have tomorrow. Tell me a little bit about who you're speaking with and, and what they do. She is, her name is Justine, also known as the Mermaid Seamstress. She's also a YouTuber. Cool. And does she make mermaid tales or? No. She, she swims in tails. She's also a Patty Vance mermaid. That's great. Um, I wanted to ask you about the organization that you were talking about, Dive Heart. Yeah, yeah. They're based, let me tell you this. They're based out of Downers Grove, a suburb of Chicago. It's ran by a man named Jim Elliott. used to be a reporter for WGN and he got the idea 
from 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 essentially helping his blind daughter out by getting her involved with with, with adaptive skiing. So he thought if this could work with skiing, why not it work with scuba diving? And that's how Dive Heart was born. It was created in two thousand one. And what's their mission? Um, Dive Heart's mission, they help different people. They help people with all types of disabilities, not just on the autism spectrum or people who are blind, but also those in wheelchairs. And they allow people with disabilities to experience the underwater world? Yes, it, as they call it, scuba therapy. Scuba therapy. And did you, how did you get involved with it? Well, my friend and scuba mentor, a woman named Wendy Crown, she is friends with Jim Elliott, and she got me to do a trip with Jim in 2016. And of course, I first found Dive Heart in 2015 when, when I found an article about autism and scuba diving. And of course, the man featured in the article who I've met on my numerous trips to Cozumel, Nick Johnson, was the focus of the story. Him and his father, Glenn Johnson, who, of course, Nick wasn't on my last trip, my recent trip, but his father, Glenn, was. And so you found this group after you had already been diving? Yeah, because... I had a nine-year hiatus in diving because I was doing things like cheerleading and, you know, being busy with my job, but I returned to diving in 2015 when I first went back to Epcot, where I got to dive there in 2015. That's awesome. Uh, so does that... Um... Does that non that's a nonprofit, right? The organization? Correct. It is correct. Do they introduce people to diving for the first time as well, or do they just work with people yes. who have already been diving? It doesn't matter. Awesome. And uh, to answer Nicole, your question, Nicole. To answer your question, Nicole, I've learned a lot from Dive Heart about having heart, having spirit. So the question and that Nicole asked was, what has Lewis learned from participating with Dive Heart? Let's just say I've learned to adapt, which is their motto. That's awesome. So what types of things have you adapted to, do you think? Uh, learn, trying to learn how to be patient, which of course is still a learning curve for me. That's great. Um, so do you think that your work in diving and your work with mermaiding and your work with dive heart, that that has helped you in your everyday life? To some extent, yes. What are this? What are some of the things that you use that you've learned um, that you use in your daily life? Let's 
It's just hard to explain. I, you know, I learned to, you know, be more considerate towards fellow, you know, people such as people in wheelchairs, which of course in Dive Heart we call wheelchair users. And and when they get on the boat, they, they're usually the ones to be put on first and the last to get off. Wow, that's actually a very important lesson. Um, and I'm happy to hear that, you know, that that's something that you learned because I think that th that honestly, that's something that everyone could could use learning. So what is next for you? You mean in my ambitions, what yeah. I have planned? Well, I'm still waiting to hear from Nowy on whether or not I'll get a scholarship because Nicole has been helping me. And hopefully I'm going to go down to Florida in two months to, to do my training to become a Nowy Murray instructor and also a skin diving instructor and of course finished my open water free diver training cool and so for anyone who doesn't know naui is a certification agency that is does certifications in the underwater world um what kind of scholarship is it that you're waiting for the the diversity one. Awesome. So there's a program that's going to help you. And what, what are you planning on learning with this scholarship? On how to become a mermaid instructor, get my advanced mermaid in the process. That's great. So do you plan on teaching people how to be a mermaid? Yes, I do. That's awesome. Do, are, so I know you said that you'd like to do it in Florida, but um, that's kind of a down the road type of thing. Where are, are you thinking of doing it in Pennsylvania now? Mm, not at the moment, though. I'd have to find some pools and all. Yeah. And are yeah, there, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Gully. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you, are there programs in your area or in nearby areas that you can take advantage of to go in the pool and, and get some pool time? Well, not at, not at the moment. As Nicole just said, I can't wait to learn from Lewis on how to create accessible training with a focus on neurodivergent students. And she also said Lewis will be a great asset to the mermaid instruction community. Yeah, I think it's really important for uh, different types of people to be involved in the creating of of 
you know, teaching methods, right? Because not everyone learns the same, not everyone processes information the same. So it's really important that we develop methods that everyone can understand the material and, and start to use it. And Nicole said, once I'm an instructor, we'll be able to help him connect with resources in his area to run his instruction business. And Galit, I also want to tell you this, I'm also a Patty open water scuba diver too. That's awesome. I that earlier. Yeah, so your certification, what are your certifications right now? Patty open water scuba diver dive hard adaptive diver and now we can find water free diver wow i always wanted to learn how to free dive since i was 13 since i seen um megan haney grainer the former free diving champion you've heard of her yeah yes so and of course yeah. Let me tell you about how I met Nicole. I met her on Facebook one day. It took me a while to, you know, trust her and accept her. And after a while, she offered to, to teach me how to free dive as a payment, you know, since she couldn't donate to my dive hard trip. We went to Lake Allure last August. I did, I did good, but I ran into an issue. I ran into a, I had, I had still with cramps. I, you know, I, was also dealing with a sinus squeeze while diving down to trying to dive down to 10 meters. I had a nosebleed. I couldn't finish my training. We tried to finish it in early October, but then Hurricane Ian came in and prevented me from doing it there at Round Valley. And my parents were also concerned about me going to Round Valley because of safety concerns. Yeah. And so that's for your free diving training, right? Yes. And if I do go down to Florida with Nicole, we're going to, we're planning to do it at Wikiwachi. That's awesome. So for people that don't know the difference between scuba diving and free diving, what, what can you tell them? Scuba diving is where you're breathing through a regulator and you have a tank on your back. Free diving is where you're holding, where you dive down underwater on one breath. And, and I became, I, I chose to want to become a free diver because of being a merman. Yeah, I think that uh, with free diving, right, it, it would be a bonus for mermaiding because you really understand how to control your breath. And um, scuba diving, on the other hand, one of the biggest rules is never stop breathing, right? Definitely. So it's, it's a very different experience, um, both obviously in the underwater world, but it's two completely different sports. Yes, it is. So being that you've tried all three what do you think is your favorite and why i 
I'd have to say I love mermaiding. And the fact that I get to see other mers on Instagram and Facebook do it a lot of times makes me look forward to the day I finally do it. And what is it about mermaiding that you find uh, you like best? It's just magical. Yeah, it, it, it does seem really magical the way that you can glide through the water. And uh, Nicole, Nicole, yeah. Nicole just said it's hard to choose. It's like choosing your fave ice cream flavor. Give me them all, put me in the water. Yeah. So I have a question um, about your autism. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about what the symptoms are for your particular, um, your particular place on the spectrum? Well, let's just say I tend to have meltdowns. I, um, sometimes don't think, but I'm intelligent though. Ever seen the good doctor on ABC? No, I haven't. That comes on Monday nights. Okay. Because the main protagonist, a doctor named Sean Murphy, has autism and savant syndrome. And he doesn't let neither of them stop him from being a doctor, a surgeon. That's great. And you identify with him because you feel like even though you have these limitations, you also are not going to let them get in the way of your dreams. Exactly. And of course, Nicole just said, I'm one of the de dedicated and intelligent students I, that, that she's ever had, that I can follow the directions right away. She's right about that. Yeah, so are there things about autism that you think have made you a better diver or a better merman? Well, I use I use my platforms to spread autism awareness. And I forgot to say earlier, I also make videos about what it's like to be on the spectrum too on my YouTube channel. Yeah, so I'm curious, what is it like to be on the spectrum? It's hard to explain. It can be weird and awkward. And sometimes I'm misunderstood. And But of course, Nicole just said, I have incredible attention to detail and safety. And she's correct about that. Yeah, I think that is such an important piece of being a part of the underwater world. And it's so often the thing that is least paid attention to by um, people that are starting, right? You get the average person in the water and they are just like, oh, just let me go in. I know it. I'm good. I, you know, I could do it all and they don't focus on the details and making sure that it's a safe dive and that's when people get into trouble 
I think um, for me, that's what's so great about the way that I learned how to scuba dive. Um, I actually took a course in college. I got three credits to learn how to scuba dive. But what that did was I had an entire semester in the pool to get really comfortable with every piece of the equipment, learn how to put it together, take it apart, do it underwater, you know, get super, super, super comfortable with wearing it all, taking it off, um, you know, being able to take it apart and put it together underwater. And, and just all of the little kinks were worked out before I ever got into the ocean. And I think that was really a, a great way for me to learn. When I did my first, when I did my open water dives, it was here in Pennsylvania at a local quarry, which of course was originally called Dutch Springs, which is now called Lake Hydra. And, and during my third dive, I accidentally went down to 60 feet because I was having trouble with my weight belt. My buoyancy wasn't very good at the time, but I still managed to pass. But during my time with Dive Heart, things have gotten better and better. I can control my buoyancy. I can, my air consumption is much better now. Yeah, so um, Dutch Springs is actually somewhere where that dove before. Now that it's, you said it's called Lake Hydra, Correct. Are people still allowed to dive there? They will be once it reopens. Okay. I am glad to hear that because when I heard that it was being sold, I was very sad for, you know, that was really a great place for the tri-state area to be able to dive. There weren't many locations like that um that people in that area could dive and dutch springs was such a huge part of um my experience with diving and especially my experience with nicole that's actually we also met on facebook um and so you dove at dutch before yeah so uh nicole was actually the person to take me to dutch springs for the first time i used to live in new york um, and Nicole and I met on a Facebook group called, uh, girls that scuba. And she invited me to a woman's dive day that she was running at Dutch Springs. And we've been great friends ever since. So, and actually our, our nonprofit, the diversity initiative has done a few events at Dutch Springs. So, you know, it has such a huge place in my heart and to know that it's going to continue and that uh, people will still be able to take, take advantage of diving there is really important to me. Dalit, I also forgot to tell you this. I'm also a volunteer aquarium diver at the Adventure Aquarium across the Delaware River in Camden. That's really cool. How did you start that? Well, that was because I want to continue getting more experience after my second dive heart trip. It was five, five years ago I applied and then I took the pool test 
I did good. So I joined the aquarium, but of course, because of the pandemic, I was temporarily away from the aquarium throughout 2020 and part of 2021 until Christmas Eve of 2021. But of course, I get to dive only once a month because the dive safety officer, who is also a now instructor and also knows Nicole, he's a man named, a man named Pat McLaughlin, lives in my neighborhood and he helps me out too. That's awesome. So you've been doing that again um, since Christmas of 2021? Yes, but I had to wait again until October of 2022 because because he had a diving accident and I had to wait till you know he was recovered. Wow. Wow. So I feel like you do so much. How do you keep it all straight? Well, I can, I can take as much as I can. Golly, whenever, whenever I have something mental and I'm not able to live stream or make videos, I kind of give myself some headspace until I'm, you know, able to. Hopefully, I will be able to live stream again on my birthday, which is this Sunday, because I really do want to, you know, get back to streaming. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday. Thanks. I turned 39 on Sunday. That's awesome. Do you have anything special planned for your birthday besides streaming? Not too much. Um what I got for my birthday, which my early birthday gifts came last week, I got myself a free diving gear bag, especially in case I go down to Florida with Nicole to take me on the plane, my free diving fins, mask, snorkel, weight belt. And then there's also, I also got myself a shorty wetsuit for, for, for scuba diving in tropical waters. That's awesome. What uh, What's the difference in gear that you have between all the diving sport? You know, the diving, the free diving, and the mermaiding. I know that they are completely different gear. Well, as you see here, this monofin, my mo monofin's like my mermaid Linden monofin. It's used in mermaiding, which of course, you hide it under a tail skin, which makes it look like you actually have an actual tail. Then, then free diving, you use really long fins, you use a different type of mask, different type of snorkel, different type, uh, different types of wetsuits, which of course are open cell wetsuits, which I currently don't have any at the moment. Would like to get one eventually. Of course, you have to, Take your time when putting it on. As Nicole told me. Now scuba diving wetsuits are closed cell and the fins are different. Of course, you you have closed, you have full foot fins where you just slip your feet in wearing socks or you're barefooted, but adjustable fins is where you have boots and you and you put them on and you adjust your you just your, your to them to your heels. Yeah. 
Yeah, so do when you go, um, let's say when you go to Florida, are you planning on taking all of your gear? Just my free diving equipment and my mermaiding, my mermaiding equipment. That's great. Do you, um, so let's say you decide to go scuba diving or on the scuba diving trips that you have gone on, do you bring your gear or do you, um, do you rent? I bring my gear. No, I don't rent. I bring my own gear. My, my, my regulator was donated to me by my friends from Kit Sea Camp five years ago. And a dive computer. That's awesome. I, I have a BCD. I also have two wetsuits, a, a full three mil and a 2.5 mil shorty. That's great. I, it's so funny. Like, so what is the, uh, so the three mil is the thickness for anyone who doesn't know wetsuits. Um, the millimeter is going to be your thickness. So three mil is kind of like a standard um, thickness. And then for uh, colder water, you have a five mil or a seven mil um, or a dry suit. Uh, it's funny I'm that you're currently not dry suit certified. I'm not currently not. I'm currently not dry suit certified. Yeah, me neither. That's something that I haven't done yet because I don't love diving in cold water. I have done it. It's not my favorite thing. <laughs> I we use five mil wetsuits at the adventure aquarium. Yeah, I it's funny because I use um, five mil or seven mil wetsuit like I just used uh, I was diving the Red Sea um, last month. And I used a five mil there. Um, I I am in tropical waters. I am wearing a full three mil wetsuit with a hood. Uh, I just run really cold, and so I am constantly wearing, you know, a suit I can get away with. Um, so it, it I I really envy people like you who can wear a shorty because I feel like you get to experience the water a little bit differently than I can. I also used to be a competitive swimmer too. That's awesome. Where did you do that? The Y and also Special Olympics. Ooh, tell me a little bit more about that. How did you get into that? Well, let's just say got influenced by my ex-girlfriend who used to do it herself till she graduated high school yeah and when i did it for the y it was on the kids team i just did it for fun race against children that's really great um so i also helped them yeah i, I also used to help them out too help them out how with uh training or yeah that's amazing did you are you a swim instructor 
I used to be one. I even tried to, to get the Y certification, but I failed that two times and hadn't been given another chance since. And I tried their lifeguard crossover in 2007, but I failed that as well. So I was removed and relieved of my lifeguarding duties and reduced to maintenance around the pool. Then I became a swim instructor's aide until that got taken away in 2019 and then reduced to maintenance around the pool again. And believe me, I was getting tired of it. And over time, my job at the Y kind of got toxic. Yeah. It's, do you think that the reason that you didn't do well on those tests were that they were geared towards people that were neurotypical? Yes. And it took, and speaking of getting my Red Cross certification, it took me four times. I didn't know how to swim laps. I couldn't, and that stamina, I couldn't retrieve the brick. During those other attempts, I got better with all those. Yeah, so it sounds like you're super determined and you, you uh, don't give up until you get what you want. Exactly. That's how I am. That's really, really inspiring. And I hope that if anybody watching is feeling uh, like they can't do it, I hope that they listen to your story. And especially for anybody watching that is neurodivergent, um, there are things that you can do and there, and you know, Lewis is out there doing things. And I really hope that you can, you Lewis can be an inspiration to people. Thank you. I appreciate that. So if people want to reach out to you or they want to follow you, uh, how can they find you? They can follow me on Instagram through my personal handle, CVPI19. They can also follow my YouTube handle, Lou Adventure. They can also follow me at merman underscore adventurer underscore Philly. They can also follow, follow me on YouTube. Lewis's Adventures. They can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Lou Adventures. I'm also on TikTok as well. That's awesome. So I hope that um, anyone, if you're watching this now or you're watching this on the replay, um, if you want to get in touch with Lewis, please do. Um, it's you know, definitely watch the interview that he has planned for later this week. Um, and like, subscribe, share this video. Make sure that it gets out there to the people that need to see it. Um, thank you so much, Lewis, for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Is there any any last advice or any last things that you want to tell the audience? Just be yourself, work hard, don't give up. I love that. I think that's so important. Thank you so, so much for that wisdom. Um, I'm Galit Speaks. You can catch me on all social media under Galit Speaks. Thank you so much again, Lewis, for being here and for sharing so much about your life. You're welcome, G Galit. 
and we will see you next week. Uh, next Wednesday, we have another episode coming out. So please stay tuned for that. And, uh, and we will see you then. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. Bye.